Father, for help as we go into your word for, to bring light and bring understanding. Father, I ask for a release of grace for us. Father, to feed at your table in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and bring quickening. Come and bring your, your speed. Come and bring your own pace. Thank you. Thank you because you are covering us by the mercy of God, extending the mercy of Jesus to us. Thank you for even bring, being, bringing about the implementation of mercies even within us by revelation as you are opening our eyes, you are causing us to see. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, that spirit of truth. We give you all the glory. I yield myself to you fully, my Father. I ask for your spirit to come and speak tonight. I ask for direction. I ask for leading. I pray, come and quicken my heart to find pasture in your word in the mighty name of jesus i pray for my tongue loosen it i pray may it be able to flow and write your spirit thank you father thank you give all glory to your name in jesus name we pray amen thank you amen we are willing, and we are willing to follow the leading of your spirit. We are willing. To follow the path you set for us, Lord, I love Your name. I love Your name. I am ready to be identified with your name Lord we love your name we love your name we are ready to answer your name praise the Lord hallelujah Let's open to Psalm 132. Fardos, Sardinion Tofado Aprimeno, Prestes, Prestios, Prensand, Prestos, 
Prostios, 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 Prominent, Proftens, Proftihonje, Tuflehon, Flumian, Clifton, Saturn, Fetania, Prantu, Priantia, Kalanamano, Corienta, Ekrendu, Presto, Preti, Presta, Pratamu, Corien, Ekrimen, and Kano, Kunian, Sata, Eten, Elta, Father, Alpha, the Father, Ata, Father, Father, Alma Sahon, Dishion, Satanhon, Satania, Amano Onse, Eltons, Alprendi, Pridi, Pridi, Provano, Omanasana, Almahata, Alehanta, Olihenta, Lahanta, El Patanton, Faradasa, Pahale, El Kapanoha, El Krapano Hando, Setanamaho, Enanon, Desto, Preshtum, Bravedon, Zolta, Elto, Salto, Eltapalta, Iltapalda, Kalijambas, Cosano, Fedrentaso, Telihano, Avahan, Genjoy, in Supri Open. Femnosa, thank you, Father. Hush. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Psalm, let's see Psalm 127. Amen. Thank you, our God. Amen. Psalm 127. I'll read from, let's read, just read from verse 1. Psalm 127, verse 1. Amen. Are we there? Yes, sir. Let's say praise God. Praise God. Amen. Good evening to everybody, uh, everyone online. Good greetings to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I know the Lord is keeping everybody. I hope. I know he's keeping us physically. I know he's keeping us also spiritually. Amen. Amen. So we are on physical lockdown, or what do they call it? <laughs> but I hope nobody is on spiritual lockdown too. Amen. It's like we are flourishing even more, right? God is blessing us. God is helping us. Amen. Amen. Our Father, we give all glory to your name. Thank you for all you, you've done for us, all you do for us. We are at your mercy. We have no help without you. Thank you for always helping us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for grace. Thank you. We worship your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we fully submit to you tonight. Just come and teach Amen. us what you want to teach. Amen. Come on. We want to hear you. We just want to, to hear you speak to us. Come and speak to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Psalm 127, it says, Except the Lord build the house. Praise God. Amen. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For he giveth, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lord, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that had his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies at the gate. Praise God. I'll, I'll go into chapter 128. It says, Blessed is everyone that 
feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed, that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace be upon Israel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, our God. We worship your holy name. Amen. 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 Verse Amen. 1 again of Psalm 127. It said, Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord, praise God, build the house. I think these two Psalms, I think they are twin Psalms. Um, praise God. Um, they, are, they are actually magnifying the they are magnifying the role of strength and then distinguishing between strength that comes from God and the strength of man. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's good to know about the strength of God because um, without God's strength, it's not possible to do anything worthwhile. Anything you can't do anything that can stand you can stand even even the test of time, but <laughs> there are greater tests than the test of time. Yeah. There's a test of eternity, amen. Yeah. So man's yeah. strength cannot even stand the test of time, talk less of the test of eternity. So that's why very quickly we have to race and hurry into the strength of God. Praise the Lord. So, verse 1 says, Except the Lord build the house, that they labor in vain that build it. Except he, the Lord keep the city, the watchman does what? He waketh, but in vain. Praise God. He said, It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late. That word rising up early is actually a, uh, it is rising up has to do with the early rising. Um, it has to do with the being able to rise early has to do with strength. It has to do with praise God. Hallelujah. It has to do with what? It, it has to do with strength and being able to sleep late is also a thing of strength too because it means you are able to stay until people, many people have fallen asleep. And you are able to continue to late. Praise God. And also, then rising up early as well, uh, it means that you have, you have, you have sufficiency of rest. It is, it is rest. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It is rest that makes one rise early. You rise with strength, amen, amen, when you have the blessing of rest. Rest is a blessing, even in the natural, praise God. The fact that you go to sleep, you can sleep 10 hours and you've still not gotten the rest that you need, amen. amen. But so rising early and, and then late, praise God. But it's, it's what, what you are saying verse 2 is that, that you can do that in vanity, 
that can be done in vanity amen for that word eating the bread of sorrows eating the bread of sorrows means it is the it is it is it is the unprofitable exertion of strength Mm -hmm. amen Amen. what i say is the what is the unprofitable exertion of strength unprofitable exertion of what of strength amen Amen. so um, a person who does these um without the strength of god will eat the bread of sorrows amen Amen. Uh, thank you father Uh, worship your holy name and so these people when they say in vain verse 2 in vain they rise up you rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrow, so for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. So you see verse it says he, you rise up early and then you eat the bread of sorrow, for so he giveth what? His, his own beloved, he gives them sleep. Amen. amen. Um then verse three now begins to see children and heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is reward. So the word children uh, is actually the answer to the question of strength. Amen. Amen. Is children is the, is the answer to the word? Is the question, is the answer to the question of strength. Um, in verse 4, it says, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, it says, So are children of the youth. And that, that word youth means strength. Uh, children of the, str- of the strength. So what it actually means is the armor, the, the, the strength of a person, the weapons of a person are their children. Hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, so then verse 3, it says the children are an heritage of the Lord. Then, verse, then it says, and the fruit of the womb is his reward so children are the word children there means fruit amen Amen. children means what fruit fruit children means fruit Um, fruit is strength praise god fruit is what fruit is strength um so fruit for fruit to come it means there has been a sowing and something has been sown and then mercy has happened to the seed without mercy you can't produce fruit mercy means what you don't know how it comes you know i think jesus said that that the kingdom is as though someone will sow a seed he goes home and then he rests and later he begins to come out of the ground he knoweth not how. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the principle of sowing is actually a description of how God does things beyond where, when men have done their thing. Mm. There is a process mm. that man cannot, it, yeah. God has shielded man from. Yes, sir. And God has removed man from. And mm. uh, that process is, a pro- it is that process that connects sowing and reaping. If you don't if we don't sowing and reaping cannot you can't bring them together without something invisible 
going on. Amen. Means something that doesn't depend on the strength of men. No, it takes more than strength of man to have a harvest. That's why, you see, from the Jewish tradition, you can't do a harvest. The first thing of the harvest, you have to take it back to God. Yeah. They call the first fruits. Amen. That's an acknowledgement that, and those first fruits are the best, the first, what the, the, the early rain. Amen. Praise God. So you take that fruit and you go to take it back to God because you know that how the fruit came, you don't know. Amen. So you sow your strength and then you reap. So the season of reaping, when strength is involved, according to scripture, is a season of joy. And the Bible says that. It says that those who go forth in sorrow, bearing seed or, and all that, they will doubtless come back again rejoicing, bearing the sheaves with them. Praise God. So, so it, or it didn't work that they just went and sowed and then brought it back. They went, sowed, went to sleep. There was a time of waiting and waiting and then what happened? There was an infusion of strength from where they don't know, which is strength from God, which is what quickens the harvest, which causes the harvest to come forth. Amen. And then they go and then when it's harvest time, you see joy comes. Praise God. So what is joyful? What makes them joyful? It's fruit. Praise God. What did I say? What makes, them, uh, what makes them joyful is fruit, and joy is fruit. Fruit is joy. Amen. Joy is fruit. Fruit is joy. Joy is strength. Fruit, fruit is strength. Amen. Praise God. What did I say? Joy is strength. And then what? Fruit is strength. But joy is not just, it's not the strength you sowed. Joy is strength you reap. Amen. Nobody sows joy. You don't have the capacity to sow joy. Amen. Because there's only one place where joy comes from. And you don't have, you have to sow your strength. And then it will take the, an invisible operation of God to bring, to bring joy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this verse 3, when it says children, children means fruit. Children means fruit. Children also means strength. So verse 4, it says that as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, it says so are the children, so are children of the youth, or children of strength. And it says, happy is the man that had his quiver full of them, that they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies at the gate. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Let's, then let's read on to verse 128. It helps us understand better. It says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways, for thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and then happy shalt thou be. Amen. Amen. And it shall be well with what? With thee. thee. See, so thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house amen and thy children like olive plants around thy what thy table amen thank you father so verse 3 says your wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house and then thy children like what like olive plants round about thy table 
So that word wife there means, amen. The wife is where the seed was sown. So, amen. So if you are taking it back to the botanical analogy, the wife is the ground. Amen. Amen. The wife is the ground, and if you take it into the spiritual, your wife is your heart. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Your heart, your wife is what? Praise God. Hallelujah. Your wife is your heart. It's where when you commit seed to you, where you put the seed, is your wife. Praise God. And that shall it says that you eat the labor of thy hands, happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee, and the wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, and then thy children like olive plants. So the word for children, that word children is your fruit. So and children are in levels. There's fruit. The first fruit you will give you need to give birth to is the fruit of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It's the is a fruit of what? Actually, it's not really fruit of righteousness. It's what you call fruit of the Spirit first. That's actually the first fruit mm. that you bear. Amen. Amen. That's the first. The fruit of the Spirit is the first fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is also the first joy. Mm. It's the first joy that every person partakes of. The first joy any man knows who is born again, when you get born again, the first joy you know is the fruit of the Spirit. That's the first joy or, and that word for it is the first sign of strength. The first sign of strength for any, every believer is the fruit. It's when they start bearing fruit. Fruit, you know, you get born again, you don't start bearing fruit yet. Mm-hmm. You... You have the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. And then you have gifts of the Spirit. That's not full. Gifts of the Spirit are not joys yet. Um, joying now, the gifts of the Spirit can produce things that make that make you feel happy, but it's not joy. Praise even if it makes you feel happy, what it's exciting is not your spirit man, it's exciting your carnal man. So natural things can you know the carnal man can be joyful. And you can have joy, but that's not the kind of joy. That that joy is not strength. Amen. That's just a an ephemeral joy that can pass away as quickly as things can pass away. Praise God. But I'm speaking concerning the the joy that excites your your recreated spirit. The first joy, uh, joy means harvest. It means a fruit has come. Amen. The first joy that. That re that excites your recreated spirit, amen. amen. Is what? Say it again. Is the fruit of the spirit. That's your first joy. How many of you know the real man is your spirit? Do you have many of you know that that man is the husband of the wife, of the heart. The husband of your heart is your spirit man, and that husband, he, they are. They are two husbands together in one. It's Christ and him because they are joined together. Praise God. So Christ and the man, the spirit man is married to Christ. You can also say he's the wife of Christ in a sense. And together they they are trying to get married to the soul or the, the heart. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so how how they how are they they are so with that that wife they always cast seed. Christ always used through your spirit. He commits seed to your spirit. And then your spirit is, is always tries to steer you into fruitfulness. Praise God. Is, is your spirit man always tries to steer you into what? Into fruitfulness and by enforcing, Christ trying to enforce the, the attitude that is needed to carry the seeds of Christ and the seed of God when they come into your heart. Amen. Amen. So the your spirit man is acting as a head over your soul. The spirit is the true head of the soul. Now, but Satan as Satan came, Satan tried to make the body the head of the soul. Satan wants the soul to marry the body and ignore the spirit. Amen. Amen. But that's not the order. The soul should marry, be married to the spirit. Amen. So when the Bible says being carnal, mm. or carnally mindedness, the state of carnality means carnality just means union between the soul and the body. Amen. The soul should live in the body. The soul should not be one with the body. It's like you saying you want to become one with your house. It's not, you're not supposed to be one with your house. You're supposed to be able to stay in your house. Sometimes you have to leave your house if, if need be. Praise God. That's why you see, you can't, you can't separate soul and spirit. Amen. No matter what you do, no matter how carnal you are, one day if your body falls, you see the soul and the spirit will still go away together. Praise God. There is no soul that will stay with the body. No matter how much they've, they've loved each other, they've married, romanced each other, is an that is an adulterous relationship. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> the relationship between the soul that, that Satan has the devil has taught like what he trained Cain with. Mm. It was a seduction, yes. Cain, Satan, Satan's seed. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a seed. So there's a it depends on when you sow the wrong seed into the soul, you will forget his own his true lover and go to another lover. That's what the tree, the seed of knowledge of good and evil began to teach the soul of men. Fall in love with the body. Fall in love. Let the body be your head. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let the body be your what? Your head. And if the body is your head, after a while, and the body keeps you training the soul and you get married to it, after a while, then the body will become your God. Praise God. Did you hear what I said? So headship leads to God. That's the, that's the headship for the soul. Anything that stays as the head to the soul for too long, after a while will introduce the soul to a God or will begin to be a God to the soul. Praise God. Like Christ is the head and after a while Christ wants to be your God, which means he wants to lead you also to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, some people got there. The, um, the Bible spoke concerning them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible spoke concerning those people who were blasphemers or who enemies of the cross of Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, say those people who they said whose gods are their belly. <laughs> Amen. So, when someone is an enemy of the cross of Christ, it means they reject his. Because his, his marriage has to do with persecution. You have to do with the suffering. You have to marry. When you marry Christ, you first, 
you marry a cross first. Amen. What did I say? <laughs> you have to marry a cross until you and the cross become one. For you and the cross to be one, it means you have submitted to his death. Amen. Amen. And if you don't partake of his death, you won't be a partaker of his resurrection. Praise the Lord. So the body wants to be wants to be a head over the soul. Satan has is training the is as is teaching the soul to take the body as his head. But it's not really the body, he is the one. Satan who is using the world. Praise God. And so what he wants he wants is to make men's God, like he says their bellies. Amen. Amen. So when he says someone's God is their belly, it means they are serving the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And what will happen, they will become by nature children of wrath, according to Ephesians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the head is, so God really wants the order of spirit, soul, body, really should be that they should live inside the body. But the way you can have a man and a woman living inside a house, and then the man is the head, praise God, the house does not interfere, but they use the house. Praise God. That's how it's supposed to be. The spirit, in union with Christ, is supposed to head the soul, and they're supposed to use the body as a house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this psalm here, this, or these two psalms, um, they're speaking concerning the joy of fruitfulness. The joy of fruitfulness. Without, where there is no fruitful, fruitfulness, praise God, there is no joy. Amen. Where there is no what? Fruitfulness. There is no joy. So you now discover that when a house, a house that is in order, where the head and where the, the wife is in subjection to the head, praise God. There is a, an expectation, an ex- expectation that is that is awaited in that house. It is the expectation of children. So, if when children has not come, the joy of the house hasn't come. Children are the joy. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So every relationship, every house should result in children, or result in fruit. Praise God. So, the fruit of the marriage between the spirit man, which is joined with Christ, and the soul or the heart of man, the, the, the fruit of that union is what you call, they are in levels. First of all, you call this, the first one is the fruit of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Fruit of what? The spirit. Now I ask you, what produces the fruit of the spirit? Is the milk of the word that produces the spirit? And the Bible says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. What else? Okay. Faithfulness. Self control. Long suffering. Praise God. So those nine fruit. Am I correct? Fruit. Praise God. Boy, it's really. There really is really one fruit called love, but spread into. Different nine different things, amen. amen. Praise God. So, which are you see, there are many, so they are children. <laughs> Praise God. So, that is the first, that's the first joy the spirit tastes. That's the first harvest of every man's spirit from their soul, 
after you get born again, you keep feeding on the milk of the word. You keep feeding on the milk of the word and feeding and feeding until you begin to bear the fruit of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Then, uh, now the fruit of the spirit is the, is the fruit which the Holy Spirit bears in the soul through your spirit. Praise God. It is the fruit which the Holy Spirit bears, causes the soul to bear through the, through the human spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So that's the first level of fruitfulness then. But that the fruitfulness, fruit of the Spirit, those are not fruits of Christ yet. They are just fruit. They are fruits, really, um, which just the Holy Spirit causes the soul to bear initially. Amen. Amen. But the real fruit, when you are talking of real fruit, real fruit is righteousness. Righteousness of Christ. Righteousness of Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. What did I say? The righteousness of Christ are the are the real fruit. Amen. Um, so that fruit, fruit of righteousness. And the fruits of righteousness are in also in levels. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And so that fruit of righteousness, uh, they, are, they are actually... Amen. Amen. To bear the fruit of righteousness, you must have submitted the soul to and the heart must have been submitted to the invisible provisions of God. Amen. Amen. That causes fruitfulness. That make it's not easy to make a heart to be fruitful. To make hearts to be fruitful is a difficult, difficult job. To make hearts fruitful, it's very difficult. Um, man is hard for men to do it. Actually, making hearts fruitful is a job for spirits to do. If you don't bring spiritual, um, spiritual know-how, spiritual capacity, spiritual wisdom, if you don't bring spiritual skill, spiritual capacity it's difficult to make the heart bring forth because what bringing you can sow without spirit but if you without spirit you cannot reap without spirit because of the way heart is 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 made the kind of creature the heart is the heart is a is a is a creature that it can something must happen for for it to bring forth. 
Amen. Amen. So like, like, like in the natural now, it's hard to, to create your own soil. No matter anything that you do, you still have to go back to the soil that God made and take it because there's something in that soil that you need. You can genetically engineer your seed as much as you want, do anything you want to do, but there's something about the soil that connects the invisible. That's what he said, you know it, not how. There's a realm, it's a realm of the spirit, it's beyond the natural, amen, amen. that causes fruit bearing to happen. Amen. Amen. So that realm is how connecting the spiritual is vital to bear fruit. Being able to connect the word spiritual, and that word for that is connecting the supernatural. The supernatural. Without the supernatural, you cannot bear fruit. Anything you do without that is not supernatural will not result in fruit bearing. Um, religious activities, all kinds of baby laws, being pious, being righteous, naturally, all those things, they can never produce fruit bearing. In fact, another spirit can see it and then use it to produce its own kind of fruit. Praise God. So let's say a righteous man wants to be righteous naturally, but doesn't want to subject to be subject to 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 connect resources of God. For the heart to make it fruitful means that they, they shun the supernatural mm. aspect. What can happen is that other spirits who are, they are spirits who are very sensitive to hearts. Mm. They, they, they see hearts, they, they see what is inside hearts. They, when anything drops into a heart, they know that something has, been, has happened. Praise God. Hallelujah. So they monitor men. They monitor the hearts of people. Praise God. And they, one of, and they are commissioned, they are spirits on the earth who are given grace and commission to make hearts of men bring forth things. Amen. Amen. To make what? The hearts of men to bring forth things. It's just something, they are, they are spirits there. You find out that the Bible says that a good man will sow his seed and go home. See, while he slept, another man will come and sow his own seed very the same place where he sowed, and then he watch. Are there are two things growing. I only planted one thing, and then there are two. Why are two things growing in this place? Because there are also there are many invisible sowers of seed. Praise God! Those sowers of seed they operate when men sleep. Amen. When men do, to me that word men sleep just means they operate in the blind spot of men's consciousness. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. They operate in where? The blind spot of men. So somebody can be awake and walking around and gisting and he's sleeping. Amen. So your <laughs> praise God. Your so your your slumber your sleep just is your ignorance. Yes. That's another word for ignorance. Ignorance just means sleep. Anybody who is ignorant is asleep. Amen. So, so, so when, they, when you got born again, you were dead before, but you didn't just go from dead to being awake. Yes. You went from dead to sleeping. Everybody who got born again. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> 
Everybody. <laughs> when they say arise, thou that sleepeth and Christ I give is it unbelievers that will arise? No, that's talking to the, to people who are alive but they are asleep. Amen. Now sleep can just seem harmless. Just sleeping. No, but the thing with sleeping is that is that they are beings who take advantage of men's sleeping season to sow. So they bank on you sleeping to sow things. While men slept. While men slept. While men slept. Amen. Amen. So, of course, this sleep is not the sleep he gives his beloved. <laughs> There's a, there is a sleep that God gives his beloved. But that sleep is a sleep later. That sleep is a sleep of rest. It's a sleep when all the land has been cultivated and there's no longer space for anything to be sown in your heart anymore. Praise God. Then you can sleep and there's no longer fear of an enemy coming to sow anymore. That is the sleep of the beloved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But Satan wants men to sleep prematurely. Mm-hmm. He said? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He wants us to be asleep. So every person who is, has some level of ignorance, and ignorance is sleep. You are not mm-hmm. awake. So every, every dimension of knowledge you are not awake to is a blind spot as an avenue where things will be sown, and spirits are very diligent with sowing. They check land. Sometimes there are some, it's not every seed they sow every time, I mean right away. Some, there are some hearts that are not yet ripe for some of their seeds. So they, they will keep waiting. They can wait maybe a year, two years. They wait, okay, this seed, it's time to come and sow the seed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, you, you now discover, I, I think that, Amen. Amen. I think that um, they are even sometimes spirits have to wait for men to plow the land first. Praise God. No, there are some land that that wheat can't grow in. Maybe just dry and there's nothing there, no moisture, nothing, just hard, (laughs) right? (laughs) But if if you somehow you just okay now come and that water pour water irrigated you know, plow it and break it and, and then you just go away. What will happen? After a while, you start seeing mm-hmm. things <laughs> where you start growing. Amen. Praise God. So, so spirits, it's not every seed of the enemy we are ripe for. They wait. Sometimes they actually use God. There are some seeds they won't sow. They won't try to sow. They wait for a move of the Spirit to come. Amen. Because those seed cannot, it take the heart must be exposed to some things. Praise God for them to sow the most dangerous seeds. Sometimes the most dangerous seed rides on the back of some, on the back of some some interaction with with the spirit, or with God, or with the word. Amen. Amen. Praise God Hallelujah. to <laughs> make the heart able to receive some things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, so to make the heart fruitful is a, is a spiritual business. It's completely spiritual. Spirits are masters at, at making hearts to bring forth. Amen. Amen. So that just now let's read down chapter one twenty eight <coughs> verse chapter one twenty eight verse um let's see uh, verse three says thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, right? And thy children like olive plants round about Thy tale will say, Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed. That does what? That feareth the Lord. So, of course, this is speaking of uh, the almost the other end, the the finishing end of the when the heart has begun to bear the fruit of righteousness. Amen. Because this has to do with the fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then he's speaking concerning olive plants. To, amen. So, this um, fruit bearing, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It takes certain kind of fruit. It is fruit that is strength. Fruit is strength. Say fruit. Fruit is what. Is strength. Fruit is strength. Now, without there is a. One strength hands you over to another, or one strength creates the it creates the platform for you to ride into a greater level of strength. Without the if one level of strength, you cannot grow go toward the next level. You see, the Bible says they are, they go from strength to strength, each one appearing before him in Zion. So Zion is actually a Zion is a is a is a is a realm of journeying in strength. Is a place of journeying in strength. Is a place of climbing, increase in strength. Praise God. What did I say? Zion is a place of is a journeying in strength. Every every journey of worship is a journey of strength, because People who are without strength, they can't worship. It's hard to worship. When strength dies completely, worship ends. <laughs> if God wants to bring worship back, God has to find a way to bring some strength again for worship to happen. When the Bible says, for example, that when we were, we were without strength in due season, Christ came and died. That word without strength means we without worship. Worship had stopped. There was a time worship had almost completely ended. The sense of God was almost removed completely in a dark season. That's when Jesus Christ came. Praise the, praise the Lord. So, so worship, the, the, mountain of, of, or the mountain of Zion, the mountain of God, is actually a mountain of strength. And, and they go from strength to strength, those who appear. You, they journey from strength to one point, 
They spoke to Zion, Arise, put on thy strength. Then mm. put on thy beautiful garment. Amen. Amen. So even those who are, are, have arisen to the peak of Zion, they, they, there's now the, another strength they need to put on, which is the ultimate strength. Mm. Praise the Lord. Which is actually strength from the presence mm. of God. That's what they speak of. In the presence of God is fullness of joy, is right hand, pleasures forevermore. Amen. So there is a strength of the fullness of joy, but that's not the first strength anybody will get. Anybody who will taste of the strength of the presence must have been a, already if a, a building of strength. They can't, you can't just bring a cannonman and then put God's strength into him. It's not possible. In fact, that strength might become weakness and consume the, the, the person. Amen. 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 So we, we talked a little bit about being able to stand yeah. in Zion, right? It takes journey to stand. And so, of course, standing is strength. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Standing is what? Strength. Standing is strength. It takes strength to stand. Like those, those, those cherubims who stand in the presence, yes, yes. they are all entities of strength. All of them are, mm. they are beings who mm. excel mm. in strength. They excel what? In that is Psalm what? Psalm 103, right? Bless you. Sorry. Okay, read it. 103 verse 20. Bless the Lord uh -huh. his angels. Yes. That excel in strength. Uh -huh. That do his, his commandments. Yes. Hearkening unto, unto the, the voice, voice of his word. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see those angels. They now say, bless the Lord you, um, his hosts. You ministers of his. Uh -huh. So his pleasure. Praise God. So... So those um, the, the angels, which are cherubims, they actually excel in strength. So to, for you, before you excel in strength, before you get to the realm of excellent strength, there are lower realms of strength. So those seraphim, those ministers of his, they might, they might not be standing before him in his presence, but they also have a realm where they stand as well which is a realm where they stand by night. If, if you read Psalm, or what, um, is it 104? It's Psalm 104. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. One thirty four, not 104. Psalm 134, praise God. Amen. She said, Behold, bless you the Lord, right? Uh huh. You servants of the Lord which stand by night, the Lord which by night stand, right, in the house of the Lord. So there, there's a realm of standing in the house. Are you seeing that? But then there is a realm of, of standing upon the mountain. Or the, that was the chapter before, Psalm 133. Praise the, praise the Lord. Psalm 3 verse 1, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like a precious ointment upon the head and around and upon the beard, even to Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirt of his garment. Praise God. So, of course, if he is upon the mountain, it means he is doing what he is standing on the mountain. Praise God. So, then he said he goes down to his the skirt 
of his garment, as a dew of Hermon, as a dew that descended upon the mountain. So if the dew falling from his head is as a dew that descending upon the mountain, it means he is actually standing upon the mountain. Praise God. You know, the Bible also says how beautiful upon the mountain, right, are the feet of them that what? Praise God. So, so um, you know that in the mountain, which is verse chapter 134, that you have the servants which stand by night. Verse 2 says, They lift their hands in the sanctuary to the Lord that made heaven and earth bless the heart of Zion. Praise God. Um, so, what I'm just trying to say is that there are realms of strength in the spirit. Praise God. They are what? There are realms of strength in the spirit, and you must learn to go from strength to strength. If you don't learn to go from strength to strength, number the first thing, you will not even appear in Zion. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are those who appear in Zion. There are those who appear before Him. Can you can you look for that place? They go from strength to strength. Where is that? What? What chapter is that? Um, Praise God, that should be Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse, let's see, yes, verse 7, praise God. Mm, let's let's read from verse. I'll just read all the way from verse one. Amen. Mm. It says that how amiable are thy, are thy tabernacles. That what amiable means lovely. Praise God. Are mm. thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts? He said, My soul longeth, yeah, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. He said, My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Amen. Mm. I want to say something about this fainting, fainteth fainteth praise god he said my soul longeth and say yes even fainteth for the cause now it's not easy for a man's soul to faint for the courts you won't faint for the courts so my soul longeth my soul fainteth if you you is not fainting is not easy if i tell you faint now can you faint praise god <laughs> Faint, let me see. <laughs> you can fake it. We know, we know what to do to, to, to get you out. We know that. Amen. Amen. So fainting means you are... It's, it's, um, it's, it's fainting. Um, for, to, for you to faint, you must, it's, you must have so much insufficiency of strength. To faint. So his heart won't faint for the courts of God if he has other strengths. So what stops hearts from longing and fainting for the what? For the courts. Praise God. What makes men what not faint for the courts is because of this, their own strength that keeps them going. So they can even do their whole life Two years, three years, they don't even care about the courts. They are just going because they have, they rise what early, like you said, and they, they go sleep late, but they are eating the bread of sorrows. Praise God. 
they are eating the bread of sorrows. That's, see that, that life, that is a, that's a life of the curse. In fact, that, that life is what Satan, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. As soon as he sowed his seed and did his thing, then God now began to say some things. It's not everything there that was just God cursing. Most of what God said there was just God telling what has already happened. Hmm. God did not say, I now yet curse you, earth. He just said, look, Adam, cursed is the ground for your sake. Hmm. He was just telling him, look, what you've done has affected your ground. Hmm. Praise God. Are you seeing? He didn't say, ground, I curse you now. From today, you won't only, no, tons and things. No, he just was just informing Adam that the core of this thing, now, cost is the ground for your sake. See, tons and thistle will he begin to bring forth for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, in the sweat of your face, from now on, will you begin to eat bread. You were not made to eat bread through sweat before. But because you've, you've tampered with an accursed life. Praise God. You've tampered with something that is cursed. So, a sign of curse is is the exertion of strength that does not yield joy. It is an exertion of strength that always falls within the, the realm of sorrow. So anybody who is strong in the natural, it doesn't matter what you get. You can get bread, but it's a bread of sorrow. Every taste of that bread, nice bread, when it enters inside, it will turn into, it will multiply sorrow on the inside. You will never be joyful. No man can ever be joyful by anything that he got by his own strength, natural strength. It's not possible because that is an, you are got it by the oppression of a, a law of a curse. Praise, that's why men can never be satisfied. No matter what they get with strength. By the time you take it to create a bigger hole inside you, that's, that's how a curse is. a curse Always <laughs> praise God. If a, if something is like this level, you bring curse. It doesn't stay at that level. It depreciates more. Curse means diminish, reduce, swallow, kill, degrade, weaken. Amen. Amen. Curse means that which weakens. It makes weak. Makes frail. How are that falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are that cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. Amen. So what makes him, how do they weaken the nations? Because of his nature. He has, he's actually a curse. He turned into a curse. Praise God. You know, the word, part of the meaning of the word cherub means blessing. The word, the word cherub, part of it means Blessing. Blessing. So when a cherub dies or is destroyed, it becomes a curse. And when a curse covers nations, they begin to, to begin to what? What the sign that a nation is cursed? Check their strength level. You say their productivity. Well, that's what we call productivity. Amen. <laughs> Check their productivity. Is according, it is it tallies with their course level. It means it tallies with the measure of the course they have inherited and they have embraced. Mm. 
Praise God. So, so you see how many Christians subscribe to cursed life and they are happy with just curse. Some Christians, even, they won't preach curse. Imagine preaching the curse in, on the altar and just driving men further, going to curse and enjoy it, master it and use it and develop it, teach your children, pass it over. Praise God. And that's just the Satan, Satan for you. He wants, instead of men to be living by blessing, men, this is a, and that was God's heart for man. God is a blesser. In fact, immediately, he, the first time he sighted man, he began to bless. I mean, after he created him, and he hasn't even formed him yet. But man was just existing as a spirit. God loaded blessing. At the, to the level to which he could take according to the earth, God blessed, just blessed God. And God blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Replenish the earth, subdue it. So that is order of blessing. When earth starts subduing you, it's a sign that you are cursed. <laughs> That's what God explained to Adam. He said, Look, you are, this is called yeah. a curse. Yeah, he was explaining it to him that you are supposed to subdue the earth. Now, earth will be making you sweat. Praise <laughs> God. Earth will be dictating to you. You know, if you don't do this now, you won't eat. Too. This is how you, you want to eat for the next year. This way you must come and just come and appease me in this way. You must come and do this and do. you know the earth speaks to her. Yeah. yeah. It's, most of the time when ideas are flowing, ah, you want to go get this. Who is talking? Is the is the cursed ground that's calling men? Come and walk. Come and walk. Come and walk. Come and walk. How <laughs> to ask you what was calling Adam? Sorry, he came. The earth was come, come. We yeah, we can do things. Come and disturb me. I'm just here. Nobody has tampered with me. You know, you phrase God. The ground, the cursed ground. Come and exert your strength upon me. Come and finish your strength upon me. I'm waiting for you. The ground was calling him. Is not the ground should not receive. Your strength. God did not design it that way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God wants to deliver us from it. Amen. You find that when you begin to walk with God, so there's something about Holy Ghost that hits that thing. It doesn't hit seat. Any kind of Praise God. Yeah. When you start becoming spirit, spiritual, you know, it's called that there is a sensitivity in your heart towards cost, cost things, cost way, cost nature. So now you see something that's no, nothing wrong, just something people are doing, but when you want to do it, sometimes Holy Ghost might not allow it to happen that way. Say, no, let's not do it. It's okay, even though it's necessary, but no, we won't do it this way. <laughs> you won't do it because this is the cost way to get it. Praise and it's not about the ground, it's just about what it does to you. It's what it is what it does to you. What it does, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So he says, How am I able at thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts? My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth. So of course, if his soul is fainting, 
for the courts of the of the Lord, then it means that he doesn't have another strength. That word court, you know the word courts is the outer part. It means that so if his soul is fainting for the court, this is a level, praise God. Hallelujah. From this is the first those who are still journeying. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which is the they are, they, are, they, are, they are fainting. They want to reach the first significant marker of strength. Mm. That the first domain of strength are the courts of God. The first what? Domain. domain. Now what do I mean by the first domain of strength is, is, is the courts of God. And what I mean is that the courts of God is the first is the first realm of blessing. The first what? Realm of blessing. Is the first realm of blessing. That's the place where God marked and said that from here blessing starts. So that's what that that realm. What makes it the first realm of blessing is the first realm that is the realm God God measured and measured and measured. He kept measuring distance and then got to a point and said from this point on is we call this place separation. That point from where he, where he calls separation, which is where he said, as you are a Levite from here, you can stay. That's the first realm of blessing. So you now see blessedness has to do with how separated, first of all, the first marker of blessing is separation. And that what is that? Is that the first sign of separation from the curse from the cost life is what is separation that realm of separation is a levitical life amen you know he said he said they would do no survival work why did he, he say that they shall they must do no survival work is that in the in the the survival work means the hardship work the work which the son is dictating to the to men amen because in that thing is where the curse is hiding. And so if they partake of it, you can't mix curse and blessing together. Praise God. Hallelujah. At the point when the priest now began to misbehave and lose their separation, God now said, look, I have cost you already. I have cost your blessing. He said, I will cost if I have already cost it already. He was talking to priests. <laughs> He said, the dung of your solemn feasts, I will take it and spread it over your face. What is that dung? The dung is the part they're supposed to take far away and go and burn and all that, which is, which is praise God. He said, God, I will take that thing and spread it on your face because you have begun, you are already cursed because of your, you are not maintaining the calling of blessedness. That's Malachi, right? That's when, that's the thought part three of the, of the praise God of the trilogy, of the Old Testament, Amen, unveiling the, the work, praise God, which New Testament is supposed to come and do. New Testament is blessing. New Testament is blessing. What New Testament is supposed to come and answer? What are those three books of where? What are the three books again? Agai, Malachi. Malachi, praise God, they are, they are showing what things should happen. Yes. 
Amen. Those three books are actually the they are showing the the way to trap blessing. The way to trap blessing, the way to which is what the New Testament is supposed to bring. The New Testament is the era of blessedness. So in order to trap blessing, you must be able you must bring separation. Which is Haggai, praise God. Hallelujah. Then you need to bring sanctification. Sanctification has to do. You can't do sanctification without house. So that second book is talking about building a hot house for sanctification. Then praise God. Then the final book of Malachi is actually talking about the usage of the house, which is ultimately to receive, which is the work of the priesthood. Praise God, which is the usage of the house. Amen. Which is ultimately cementing the people yeah. into blessing. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, the courts of God, when you say the courts of God, is the first realm of blessedness. Mm. Anything outside the courts is not, mm, it's not blessed. You now discover that in journeying towards the courts, you are you see go is a journey from strength to strength. There's a strength pulling you from within the courts. Is a strength pulling. The closer you get to the court, Amen. Let me tell you something about this journey. Amen. I can just speak from spiritual sight mixed with experience, a little experience, is that as you are journeying closer. At first, when you, when you begin to journey, imagine you are journeying, let's say they are journeying to Shiloh. From the day they start journeying, they have their, their thing, they maybe they pack their backpack, they have their water bottle, they have their camera, they have everything. We are ready, we are going to take this journey. In their mind, maybe they are just going to blaze into the tabernacle with, with full speed, amen. But amen. you now discover that there's... <laughs> Praise God, but so you now discover that from, as you are journeying, there's the reason the, the, the pathways, amen. If they can, if you can see the terrain mm. towards Zion, mm. Uh, <laughs> praise God, the pathway of the journey. To be honest, I feel like that place, I feel like even wilderness animals probably get tired mm. on the journey mm. to Zion. No walking in the wilderness is one thing. Then walking in wilderness terrain, but add mountainous. When it's mountainous, it's not just that you are climbing. There are different things. It's what you call the altitude. The what they, I forgot what's the word they call them. They call it. There's the altitude. There is the humidity. There are all kinds of natural factors that begin to change that wars against the climber. Amen. Amen. So you can you can pack and all that with all your things. And that's how we all start. Everybody starts like that. Nobody starts joining to God holy. You don't start you don't start coming to God with God's strength. You start first with your strength. Amen. Amen. It's okay, it's alright. You you can start like that, no problem. We all start like that. But when when you continue, 
You know, it's called after a while, some provisions will finish. Maybe something will finish. Maybe all the food you had. Praise God. <laughs> Hopefully, water will be the last thing to finish. <laughs> but some things will start finishing. Are we not there yet? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and God knows why He designed the journey that way. They have to take time to expire you. You have to think to start finishing. What's, what's happening? You start losing natural strength. You start losing natural strength. But what happens? The, the closer you are getting, the, you begin to smell a different kind of strength that is not natural. So by the time you are about to break into the courts, there's an attitude already that the path has, has configured in you. It's called thanksgiving. Praise. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter into his courts with praise. You see, thanksgiving and praise are the attitude of... Is it, they are a spiritual attitude. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and praise, praise are our spiritual attitude. It, it, it takes somebody who has it takes somebody who has tasted of spiritual provision to give thanks. You'll be thankful. You'll be thankful. You'll be thankful. You'll be thankful. You, won't, you can't really be thankful, really, except you've tasted of spiritual provision. Thankfulness. You know, journey towards God breeds thankfulness. After a while, you now start realizing, kind man. So it means all these things I packed, they are finished. Then you now see, squad, boy, you are still going. What's sustaining me? This means there's something here about the journey. Amen. Amen. In the book of Psalms, you see, I, I forget from, I remember this Psalms. Uh, praise God, you see, all the way from some. Uh, thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Worship your name. You see, from Psalms 120, you see, all the way going down. Amen. You see, some, some Psalms of degrees, Psalms of degrees. And even even before that, Amen. So you see all those psalms, many of those psalms of degrees. Uh, what the, the word degrees actually means inclination. It means climbing. Degrees means angle, inclination, climbing. They are songs of climbing. So people who actually, by the time you start ascending into Zion, the strength of ascension is not the food you pack. Maybe the, the provisions are gone already. The strength of your ascension are songs. Those who are beginning to approach, praise God. Amen. 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 By that time, your song has changed. You know, you've, your, your journey fuel has changed from full stomach to something else. When your stomach was full, you don't even, they say self, you are sleeping. You don't even, praise God, because you are so full of your own provisions. But after a while, when your provision has ended, 
has ended, what will happen? What begins to drive the journey is no longer the body, but fuel from the spirit into the soul. Amen. Amen. So songs, do you know songs can strengthen the soul? When I say song, I mean songs of spiritual songs can strengthen the soul or the heart more than outward sufficiency can. Praise God. It can do what? Yes, it supplies a different kind of strength. Right? It's called spiritual strength. Spiritual strength. By the time you are beginning to approach the gate and the court, your strength should have changed. Uh, to, uh, you, should have, you, should, you should have become more spiritual in your flow of strength. You should have become more what? More spiritual in your flow of strength. So, so you see many of these songs, they call songs of degrees. Many of those songs were actually written. They, those songs were songs that broke out from climbers. Imagine just people climbing, journeying. Everything that, they, that excites them in the natural has finished. After a while, you know, after a while, you are still thinking, you are still enjoying your things, you are still gisting with your friends, you are still just chilling. It's like a road trip. <laughs> Praise God. You know, road trip now, you always have snacks. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you have taken a road trip before? Uh, I didn't know what happened in road, road trip. Uh, Let's say road trip where maybe there isn't too much to always buy along the way. Maybe what you pack is what you have. Now at first, everything is you know, jovial, you're eating, everything. Then after a while, when all the food has finished, <laughs> what happened? Then the car will become quiet. <laughs> Some people are sleeping. Yes, sir. Then after a while, what, what now begins to happen? Something begins to happen. Agitation. You now begin to think about the yes, sir. destination. Yes, sir. Some people are, am I will be dreaming about the destination. Yes, All the activity has is calmed down. Yes, sir. You are just, are we there yet? How many hours left? We are thinking about the destination. A change of the, mm. what is driving the soul has, cha- has transitioned, has changed. That's how it was with many of these guys. Many of them travel from far. But after a while, most provisions have gone, so they just, they just now start singing. Now they now start thinking about the courts. Mm. They start thinking about the gates. They start thinking about the tabernacle. They start thinking about how they, and then what will happen? It begins to re- songs begin to happen, break out. They begin to sing. They just begin to sing. As they, by the time they are approaching, mm. it's a different countenance that's coming. They begin to come into his gates with thanksgiving. They enter into his courts with praise. Amen. 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 So, by this time, their soul will begin to faint, to long for the courts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So that was what Psalm what we were reading. Psalm 84, let's continue, let's continue. Thank you, Father. Psalm 84, 
God is wise, though. God made souls. He knows souls, so he knows how to what to do to souls. You know what? How to make the journey, so that at the end you will come to the end of yourself, because God knows it is key you that you key into His strength. It is important that you key into His strength. That there is an exchange of strength. Praise God. So he says, My soul longed, yea, even fainted for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Amen. So here the sparrow had found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself. Says, that Where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Say, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, they will be still praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So blessed is the man whose what? Strength is in thee. Blessed is the man. Say blessed. 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 So what makes you blessed is the strength. If you don't have God's strength, you're not blessed too. If you have not switched strength, if you're not if you've not found strength, God's kind, the strength of the spirit, you are not you're not walking in blessing. Yeah. To walk to make a man walk in blessing, that man must have been must have had transition of strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say say blessing. Blessing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So blessedness is praise God blessedness blessedness causes fruitfulness there's link between blessedness and fruitfulness you can see it from Genesis right God bless them said fruitful multiply and all that praise God without blessedness there's no fruitfulness and what makes what, what creates the the atmosphere of blessedness, what creates the state of blessedness are, are the invisible provisions of strength. The invisible provisions of strength. The spiritual provisions of strength. The strength which you can't calculate, which you can't do. And when you become blessed, you become fruitful. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so you see that this, the, the secret, the, the, Psalm 1 explains it very well. Yeah. It was talking about the secret of the blessed man. Mm. The secret of the blessed man. Mm. Praise God. Say, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight, joy, is in the law of the Lord. And in his Lord, as he meditate day and night, he will be like a tree planted by rivers of waters, whose bring forth its fruit in season. So that tree is a blessed tree. So a blessed man is like a tree that is planted by where, by rivers of waters. Of course, those waters are the waters of God that flow. 
Praise God. The waters facilitate the invisible operations that produces fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. Produces what? Fruitfulness. So, so that man, he doesn't stand, he standeth not in the words, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm -hmm. of the scornful. What is the light is in the Lord, of the Lord, his Lord doesn't meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. That brings forth his season shall not wither. Now see, the ungodly are not so, right? Praise God. He says that God knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall pray. Now, what is that way? The way is the is actually the way of journeying. Yes. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, the way of a person who has received strength changes. Mm. What's the meaning of this Psalm um, 84 verse 5? It says that blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. They said in whose heart are the ways of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know, can someone explain that thing? I don't know. What, is it, what do you think it means? This Psalm 84, verse 5. This is verse 5. Praise God. Uncle Jimmy, we are quickly. We know that 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 um, that strength. This man is a man that exchange of strength has has happened in or is happening. In yes. And that strength is his own strength that allows him to navigate. Is this like um you know how you said the guys in the court have mm -hmm. their own strength. That's why they don't pant after. Yeah. After God, the way they ought to pant. Yes. This man, the exchange has happened because his, his own strength has been let go for the strength that the Lord wants to provide. Yes. And then he says, um, whose heart are the ways of them? So, yes. Um, the way that um, ministers to me is because um, Bible says a, a man of knowledge increases strength. So if knowledge of the Lord yeah. has come to a person, like you yes. said, it's it's it creates a kind of way or a yeah. pattern that opposes like the way of the of the ungodly that we just saw so i guess yeah. that's that's what that's what comes to my to my mind that in fact the flow of his life yes would be according to um the path that the strength that has been given to him yes navigated or, or provided, so. yes praise god Hallelujah. praise god so it means without strength you can't 
you can't avoid the walking in the way of the, hmm. in the way of yes, walking in the counsel of the ungodly in the way of sinners and this yes so without strength is not possible so it means it is strength which is the blessing the blessedness of the man blessedness is the ability to avoid those things your ability to avoid and no man can avoid them without blessedness it's blessing when you see a blessed man, is blessed man can avoid what every man falls into, mm-hmm. what swallows men, what takes men. Oh, praise God! Hallelujah. And it's not not by strength; it is by where he's planted. It's by it's by what is the an invisible thing that is flowing towards him. Praise God! Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose house are the way of, whose heart are the way of them, who passing through the valleys of Baca make it a well. The rain also filled the pools. They go from strength to strength. You see that? Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Amen. Amen. What did you say? They go from from what? From strength to strength. Every one of them appearing before who? Appearing before God. They go from strength to strength. Everyone appearing before God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So what I'm saying is that one level of strength connects another level of strength. We need to learn how to go from strength to strength. We need to master how to go from strength to strength. Learning, we have to master it. Now, the devil tries to create disconnection from strength. So, one thing he tries to make believers do is, maybe you can, you can tap into strength a little. Before you know it, you enter into your own strength. And you start going in your strength. After a while, when you start entering your strength, it's a setup. It's a setup mm. for failure. After a while, it's just a matter of time. You crash. Praise God. You're not able to continue. And how many of you are doing a worship? The beauty of worship is in continuity. In fact, continuity is the, that is the skill of worship. If any house that can't continue has not graduated in terms of the training of, of priesthood, of worshiping, is actually its continuity, unbreakable. It means you cannot be broken. You cannot be broken. You cannot be distracted. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why you see that house that they raised up continuously. Things are going on. Mm. Praise God. And God even designed the house that the house is oblivious to what's happening outside. Mm. It, 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 God shuts down the clock, the timing mm. of, of without outside. Amen. Amen. And it creates a continuity mm. of service inside the house that's the purpose of the house House. the purpose of house is to make service continue to make service what continue Continue. just to and so what makes service continue is is the it is actually the 
It, is, it takes a supernatural strength to make worship just keep going on continuously inside a house of worship. Praise God. So one of the, so the first training, what, that's why the entire journey even of, of separation, the, is the, you need to begin to learn how to go from strength to strength, how to, how to uh, exchange strength and exchange strength and exchange, exchange strength. Strength of God. If you don't learn to exchange strength, there will be a break in journey. If you don't learn to use strength to connect strength, yeah. allow strength to graduate. Allow what strength to what to graduate. These are important lessons in the spirit. Thank God, Holy Ghost is bringing this today. It's an important lesson. Amen. It's a skill for the soul. God wants to make us skillful in how to continue. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So there is a, there's, a, there's a way we ought to be. God needs to frame us. We need to learn the secret. Thank you. We need to learn what? Secret of strength. Secret of strength. Of using and of strength and, and taking the strength of God. Let's see Isaiah chapter 40. Thank you. May Enios Iklefama Tali Brente Kaelima Dona Esandeli Kadian Vehende Vadine Kana Magorigem Donza Tatunia and Sasapara Para Peran Poreno Pereheno Shandosia. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Offering, offering of strength. For yeah, this in this season, heaven is offering strength to men. For a lot, mercy has happened in this season to get the attention of the hearts of men so they can, they can awake to strength. So they can begin to, many, many can begin to see this, a different kind of strength which have been ignored by a lot, but which is now being made very, very available by heaven. So this strength has come to you. Strength has come to you. Strength is common. We're here to even make you skilled in Amen. acquisition and skilled of usage Amen. of skills. So, yeah, come and receive strength. Amen. Come and receive strength. Learn to exchange strength. Come and take, put down your strength and receive supernatural strength. For you need supernatural strength for days ahead. For this is a time of refueling. To change the strength of men for times to come, for there are times coming when it would take more than the natural strength mm. in order for you to even stand. For those days shall be evil days, and you ought to be able to stand. Say the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you Bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we trust that you are, you are, you are. You are bringing a great extension of strength tonight. Even by this message, you are opening up new doors by which we will access your strength in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, as this word goes on, just begin to reach hearts.
who are yearning for strength. I ask that may there be a deposit of spiritual strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 41, yeah. Amen. I'll read from verse 25, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, sorry. Isaiah 40, verse 25. I'll read from, from verse, yeah, verse 25. It says, To whom then will ye liken me? Or who shall I, or shall I be equal? Say the Lord. Who will you liken me or who shall I be equal to? It says, praise God. It says, To whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal? Say it, the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high amen. amen thank you jesus lift up your what eyes on high lift up your eyes on high oh my god remember, i remember this makes me remember david's psalm say i will lift up my eyes amen so for when's coming my help my help word comment from from the lord praise god thank you lord jesus we give you all the glory Thank you, Father. We bless your name. Amen. Uh, so, um, there are those who are, whose eyes are not lifted up. Those whose eyes are not lifted up are those who are not, are, are, who are not sensitive or aware of a supernatural provision because strength comes from above. Amen. True enduring strength comes from where? Comes from above. What Satan wants men to look to the ground. So to, to get their strength from the ground, from the earth, like Cain began to look downwards and began to focus all his energy on the ground instead of him to look what upward. Amen. No, the ground is deceitful. No, because from the ground, that's where you open the ground, that's where you bring your yam from, that's where you bring your potatoes, that's where you bring everything. You think that those things came from the ground. Is a deception, praise God, <laughs> but it's not the ground that they, they, where, where the, the source of those things came from actually came from above. The ground had a, had a date with the heights, it had yeah. an, an encounter mm. with the heights. If ground doesn't have an encounter with heaven, nothing you open the ground, you won't find nothing. anything. Is the heavens that impregnates the earth in order for the earth to what to, to bring forth, amen. Praise God. So, so, so men and and men who have gained, who have learned to just beat the ground and use the earth, they through their ability to exert strength can gain an edge over others. They just they are able to to come into some kind of dominion. Amen. Amen. So those are the kind of people that they are asking that question of verse of that verse twenty three, right? Of uh, sorry, verse. 25, to whom will you liken me, or whom shall I be equal? Praise God. You know, those people are like, they call them princes in verse. Okay, let's, let's go back. Let's read from verse 21. Amen. Amen. From verse 21, he says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Had it not been told you from the beginning? He says, Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? That it is he that seated upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof as grasshoppers, says that stretched out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Says he that bringeth the princes to nothing, 
and he maketh the judges of the earth as what vanity. He says that yea, they shall not be planted. He says yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth. And it shall also blow upon them that they shall wither, and their whirlwind shall take them away. Are you seeing what they are talking of here? So these people are the ungodly. You feel to see that? Compare what they say in verse 24 to Psalm chapter 1. Yes. Right, chapter 1 is speaking of the godly, that they will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Praise God. They will bring so. So for them to bring forth their fruit, they, should be, they are actually planted correctly. And, and every, tr- every right planting is done by God. Amen. Amen. You also remember, it says, they shall be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be what? Glorified. Amen. Amen. So, so what he's saying that these people, they will not be planted. So, and, and in Psalm 1, he said that they will be like the chaff which the wind what? Bloweth away. Praise God. So he says, they shall not be planted, they shall not be sown. Yeah, their stock shall not take root in the earth. They also shall, he shall blow them upon them, and they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as what? As stubble. Say, to whom then will you liken me, or who sh- or shall I be equal, say the Holy One? Say, look up your eyes, lift up your eyes on high, and behold who had created these what? These things that bringeth out their host by number. It says he called them all by names and by the greatness of his might, for he for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? It says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. And so because of these properties about him, he is able to give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he does what? He increases strength. So, of course, they that have no might, he increases strength. This is not just saying that... Uh, People who are weak, then he, no, no, he's telling you that it's actually a prerequisite. He doesn't give power to the strong. Praise God. God does not do what? The strength of men fights him. In fact, the strong men don't even want his power. He's not someone that wants something you give to them. Men are not interested in his power. But it takes weakness. Praise God. So, weakness or the faint, when they are faint, he gives them power. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then, them that have no mind, he does what? Increases. Increases strength. And I was telling you that just this place of coming into just being fa- fainting. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like what David was saying. Yeah. Yes. It takes somewhat process yes, <laughs> to make you weak. Yes, Heaven must be involved. Heaven, like Paul, they did his own program. They sent him a messenger of Satan to buffet him. He was asking God, God, take his thing. God said, no, no, relax, relax. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So you have to allow that thing to make you weak. 
so that my strength can be perfected mm. in you. I'm talking about secret of strength. Mm. This is just the secret of what? Strength. Of strength. Secret of spiritual strength. Secret of spiritual strength. You have to know what calls the strength of God. Praise the Lord. You have to know what? You have to know what calls God's strength. Amen. So it says, to, to, He giveth my power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Verse 30 says, Even the youths shall faint. Now, when you say youths there, who are the youth? They are the ones who should be strong. So, the youth will faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fail. That word utterly means eventually they will fail. The, the strength will come to an end. But they that wait upon the Lord, praise God, shall renew their strength. For they shall mount up with wings as eagles, praise God, and they shall run. And they will not be weary, and they shall walk, and they will do what? They will not faint. So it says, they that wait upon the Lord. So they are, they are showing you the secret of accessing strength. The secret is waiting upon the Lord. They shall do what? Renew. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So they renew their strength and mount them with wings as eagles will make them to run and not be weary and then to walk and not what? Faint. Running and not being weary and walking and not fainting is what it says that they are Movement in worship will not be truncated. There will not be a break in worship. There will be continuous. There will be a continuous house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Of worship. But for that to happen, you must have come to learn how to exchange your strength. If you've not learned how to exchange your strength, to exchange your strength means to renew. Renewing of strength is not like one day I've renewed my strength now, so it's time to go and to accomplish everything that God has for me. Praise God. You can't just, it's not, that's not what we're talking about. Amen. Amen. You, you have to be renewing strength daily. Constantly. Multiple times a day. Just be renewing your strength. Quickly. Continuously. Continuously. You're renewing your strength. Renewing your strength. Just le- learn how to renew your strength. How to renew your strength. That's just the secret. Renew your strength. The attitude of waiting upon the Lord. Waiting just means not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it by yourself. Satan wants you to go ahead and do it. And he will do everything to make you feel like you need to go ahead and do it because he will give you reasons, make you see how urgent the matter is. He will give you an expediency. He will do everything. He doesn't want you to venture, just try and wait. What are you waiting for? Waiting for strength to come. You know that in every matter of your life, strength can come. Do you know that there is nothing that you ever face that there is no strength for? In God. 
There's nothing that you go through. There's no temptation. There's no trial. There's nothing that there is no heavenly provision for. There is no seed which God cannot cause the earth to bring forth. You just need it in the right conditions. Amen. Amen. So, it says, They that are able to wait upon the Lord, praise God, they that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They shall do what? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. It says they will run and will not be weary. And then they will do what? They will walk and they will not faint. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to that Psalm one, Psalm one twenty seven. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. We give glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm one twenty seven. Psalm one twenty seven. Are we there? Yes, sir. Praise God. It says, except the Lord build a house, they they labor in vain that build it, right? Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman does what? The watchman waketh, but in vain. And it is vain for you to rise up early. It is to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows. For he shall, for so he giveth his beloved what sleep. Amen. We've talked about what the, what the mean of that bread of sorrows, right? Yes, sir. Uh, praise God. I think that was in Genesis chapter three. Genesis three. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, verse seventeen. Quick, let's just read that from chapter three, verse seventeen. It says. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, right? He said, um, I has, And has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat. Say, Cursed is the ground. Are you seeing that? For thy sake. He says, In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of what? Of thy life, and thorns and thistles. Shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face? Shall thou eat bread, for thou till thou return unto the ground? For out of it thou was taken, and dust thou art, and unto dust shall thou return. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, so this eating the bread of sorrow um, is what man's strength avails. Praise God. But verse 3, lo, it says, lo, children, and heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is reward. Praise God. Now here they are using children, but I, we've known, understood what that children means. Children means your fruit. Praise God. Is the fruit, children is the fruit of 
strength. The fruit of strength. So fruit that is an heritage of the Lord, praise God, is actually a reward. And see, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that had the scripture full of them, so that they shall not be ashamed, but they shall what speak with the enemies in the gate. Amen. Then you see verse 27. That except the Lord builds the house, since they labor in vain, sorry, verse, uh, verse 1 again, chapter 27, verse 1. Yes, they labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman working by in vain. So, so all these verses, what they are really speaking concerning is how God's house is built. Right? Yes, sir. That how they build the house of God, before you even get to the point of building first, God will have to change your strength. God will have to do what? Change your strength. God will have to change your strength, your way of building, your approach towards building God's house. So that's why the problem we have is that we use, we try to use our strength to build it and to journey, but it doesn't work. So the house that God will dwell in must be a house of grace. Amen. Amen. And grace, another word for grace is grace is the, grace is the, is what? Is the strength of God. Amen. Amen. Grace is what? Is the strength. Grace is actually the the first kind of, grace is the first kind of strength above man. Praise God. Is the first kind of strength. So a man who is looking for strength and who is journeying the first kind of strength that is above man that comes is grace praise god and so if you take the grace it takes a strength that comes from god in order to build the what the house of god praise the lord amen Amen. you know to do what to build what the house of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, let's read Psalm 132. Let's just go. I'm just looking at uh, the time. 9.29 already. Time has gone. Okay. But it's okay. We just... Uh, Psalm 132. Praise God. Uh, Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you all the glory. Father, we worship your holy name. We worship your holy name. We worship your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Father. Bless your holy name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Uh, it says, Lord, remember David. Psalm 132, verse 1. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. See how he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. Say, surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber to mine eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation, right, for the mighty God of Jacob. Says, Lo, we heard of it in Ephrata, we found it in the fields of the wood. We will go into his tabernacles, we will worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, into thy rest, thou and the world, 
the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. Now, of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy word. Thy throne and verse 12, if thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I will teach them, then their children also will sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord had chosen Zion and he had desired it for his habitation. Said, This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. And I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There will I make the horn of David to board. I have ordained a lamb for my anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown what? flourish. Praise God. Um, so let's see. So David said something. I just want to pick something from here. Um, amen. amen. In the short time we have, by God's grace. Praise God. <clears throat> now, David said something. He said he swore, right? He swore and he swore unto the Lord the, and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. He said, Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. He said, I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and then an habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Praise God. So this is David just telling you that <laughs> I'm not going to rest. Now you see this attitude is the is a Davidic attitude. David was um David was too instrumental in bringing about the temple of God. Praise God. Um so uh, David you see, in this chapter, I, one of the things I think that the Holy Spirit put down here is they're showing the progression of strength that results in the house of God. Praise God. They're showing in, in God, there's a way God designed it to happen. Praise God. Now, if you if left to David, if you left him, only he would do everything and finally build the house and finish everything. Praise God. That's what he actually wanted. But God did something. God would not allow the same man who the same man who founded the who founded the site to build the house. <laughs> Praise God. God will not allow the same what? The same man who founded the site to build the house. God will not. David wanted to do it. Though at the point, David said, I want to build, I want to build, I want to build. God said, No, you can't build. You did a great job. So, David was a person. What did David do? David was a man who fought all the wars that it would take. For to capture the site for a house to be built, what that war was is that was the war of separation. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. What did I say? That was the war of separation. Yes. The war of what? Separation. Of separation. So you see, the first thing he said is to find out a place. So first of all, you must find out a place before then the house, the habitation can be built. That's verse 5. That's the, first, if the place must be found out, amen, before the what? Mm-hmm. So, so, and it would take a lot of war to, of course, in David fighting, if you took an out David fought, you find David was skilled with, it's not, David never used the same strength for two battles. Check it. There's no time where you can read stories of David. Check it. To David, every battle is different. In fact, I have just won one battle now. By the time the next battle is coming, he will start crying. <laughs> He's the mighty guy. You feel that this guy should have confidence. In fact, anybody, what? That was not how David was. In fact, when they got to the point where they had done the wars, they had all his men, all his guys. They went to fight. They came back. They taking spoils. Took their wives. Took their children. Took everything. Normally, you should just get up and start right away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you waiting for? God, tell me now. What are you waiting for? Your wife. They took your wife. They took your children. What else is that? It's a no-brainer. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but but that gives you an insight into the kind of man he was. He wasn't. Two ba- no two battles were the same. Mm-hmm. He has to inquire. Because then David inquired of the Lord. Okay, should I pursue? Should I? It means that there is a space in his heart for God to say, don't pursue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are you seeing that inquiring? He's waiting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have to acquire the strength for that battle. You can't yes, just sir. go like that. Yes. You have, to, you have to interact with the oracles. The oracle is a channel of strength. That's where they infuse strength. Now, when you now try to fight war, and then you did not, you didn't, you didn't, the, your, your push towards war is not from the oracle. You are not fueled from, it's not an oraculous infusion. There's no oraculous infusion of strength. You will lose. Because you use your strength to fight. I don't know if some of us can apply spiritual sense to see the depth of some things I'm saying. Yeah. There are some things that you want, you just feel like you need to go and deal with, just deal with by yourself. But the, the strength for that thing has not come. It hasn't really come. You have, you've not found the strength. The strength hasn't, means that the grace through revelation that should be shared in your heart that is fuel for that war to have for that assault against whatever it is that is standing against you you haven't you didn't get it supernaturally you what will happen you so what i'm trying to say is that for every battle there must be an exchange of strength that you fight spirits you don't fight spirits anyhow Praise God, the spirits that, are, that fuel our natures, our things, the things we do. 
the spirit that fuels all those things, you can't just fight them with your natural strength. You have to inquire. See, and David inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Praise God. David did what? Inquiring. What was he inquiring for? He was inquiring for. It's actually strength. It's a strength. It's a, there's a strength that comes from, from revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. The strength that was. So guard up your mind, your, your, the loins of your, and then do what? For grace that should come to you. That grace is an infusion of strength that should possess your soul. When, don't, when, is when you need to be possessed with grace to war against enemies of your soul. If you have not learned that secret of warring against enemies with grace, it will be as if you are failing. It will be as if Satan is stronger than God. In areas, maybe things that you are dealing with, all kinds of things that God is working on because you are not using the right way. So there was any man who was skilled, it was David. That was David's strength. You wonder how did David deal with handling a lion, a bear in the bush? He has found a way. Check it out. Check about. How, think of how he dealt with Goliath. Praise God. You know when he was going to deal with Goliath, I know it was, it was not just his clear eyes. Something has entered into him that made him realize. Praise God. And when he was about to go, Uncle Saul called him and said, "Okay, David, come. We are going to battle f- to the. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uncle, you know Uncle Saul, right?" No, Uncle Saul is a warrior too. God. Jesus. <laughs> gave him strength. Ah. Yes. Ah. Uncle Saul. Mm. You know, men of strength, when real battle comes, you, you, you won't see them. Mm. <laughs> The way of the way you you war with obedience. Secret. It has the secret of fighting. If you are not if you are not if you've not gained the skill, if you've not gained the wisdom and the skill to to fight with grace, it will be very easy for you to do your own things. After a while you will just start you will start churning out your own righteousnesses. Praise God. Hallelujah. You start doing what? Churning out your own righteousnesses. You start churning your own righteousnesses. You start doing... You know, you know the righteousness that you will churn out? The, the type your strength can do. You become a master at doing the kind of righteousness that your strength what, can do. But you have a blind spot area. You know the, the, your blind spot where Satan has so things, that area will go untouched. Because it takes... A great dependency on revelation. A revelation does something. When you have a revelation culture, it always tries to expose the hidden parts of your heart. Yes. And you're not finding those hidden areas. That's where the that's where the strongholds of the enemy are. Those things, hidden things. Those things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. All those things are hidden. They are the Areas of strongholds of the enemy. Mm. It takes revelation to unveil them for you to see them. Mm. 
it's easy to do righteousness in your comfort zone, mm -hmm. in your own arena. Praise God. Mm -hmm. But you see, souls, if you are only righteous in your comfort area, that righteousness is not, it's, it's fake. You, one day, it's just, Satan just needs to, he knows how to plan for you, <laughs> and they will just expose you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's why you should you should choose the revelation way of of fighting. Don't just it's not just by mind. I I've decided I will deal with this. No, you can't just do that. Praise God. Even if you feel like okay, so my heart is being pulled towards some. You identify something. Okay, this must be dealt with. You now have to okay. Have I found? You now have to find the the find a way to connect the strength for it. There's a way. There's, and when that strength comes, you will see it will be there. You will know this thing has come. Yeah. It has come. It's a, it's a way. You're just pouring something. Something will pour into your heart. Amen. Amen. Don't be a champion of your own righteousness. Like Saul. Saul was a champion of his own. Amen. You know, I went to battle. Okay, God said, this is what you should do. Amen. God said, go there, kill everybody. So it's very clear that he must have been using his own strength to fight. And that thing was exposed at the end. When it was time to kill those kings. He said, no, let's, we can not, don't kill all the animals. No, no, no. There are some we can use and keep for sacrifice. He kept some of the king, took them captive, kept the, the fat animals. Praise God. What, was that? what happened? After a while, God couldn't reach Saul. This is what to do. He wasn't hearing God anymore. Why? Because what was happening? He hasn't. It takes. Mm. The, you need. The, it takes time to incubate in a man waiting attitude. Mm. It takes time. Saul never did that. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Mm. You, know, you know, Saul's anointing was, was very, very quick. You realize how, how it happened. Before you know it, in fact, everybody was even surprised. They saw him prophesying. Is this not the Saul that we know? Yes. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. It was saw prophets prophesying. Spirit came upon him. Amen. And just very quick operation. Yes. I, I, I saw now become a prophet. Yes. Spirit upon. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise God. But David was different. Before even one oil touches his head, before oil, he has already been, 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 been taught and trained in the, in the skill of sufficiency of, by heaven, being kept by heaven, being sustained by heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's one skill I want to have. You know, that skill is more, is, is, sorry, I love anointing upon, but anointing upon can hide weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's not good for you to be too anointed upon until you've dealt with some things mm. in your life. Mm. Yes. Mm. They waited. They, before they anointed David, they, they had been training him. Mm. Even when they he got a first anointing, they were still training him. For that first anointing was even to enter even to deeper end of training. 
I want to see this. There's more of David. See, what kind of anointing, what kind of attitude makes a man, the man who wants to kill you? He finally got him. The guy didn't know. He was hiding inside the cave. Saul came into the cave. I'm sure he must have left his men outside. Yeah, let me go and pee. So he left his men outside. All the guys who are guarding him, probably his army and all. Then he just came into the cave, just him by himself. Let down his sword, probably. Let down his shield, everything. Just easing himself. And David was inside there. This is the opportunity. If it's some men, God, you have finally delivered my, my enemies into my, into my hand. Father. You know all those Psalms David wrote about his enemies? God knew his enemies. Maybe he has written many of them. Many times he sees Saul, he says, God, you've answered all these prayers. Now, what kind of a training must you have had for you to know that, that you can't, in that moment, that is, that is not God delivering his enemy, your enemy into your hand. For you to be able to cite a higher law. It must have, David must have been so abandoned to the strength of God. For you to do that. It's easy to read this as stories. The man you've been running from, you've been suffering, hiding. You finally caught him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he has learned sufficiency of what? Of God's strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. But Saul was different. Saul has doesn't even go through that training. So Saul, after a while, he brought invented his own program. He did it. Like God can say, do A, you do A, B, C, D, E, and F. Okay. I say, God, I just did the rest for you because I love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Saul did not have attitude about it. Didn't, God's strength really meant nothing. Uh, eventually, when he, when he was eventually faced with the reality of his situation, when Samuel came to him, I said, Look, you've done all the God is angry with you. He still said, that, Okay, it's okay, I understand God is angry. But you see, all these people outside, it's important for them to know that God is still with their king. It's not because of me, I know that I'm not, but just because of the people. Huh. Let's just go out and appear and see if everything is okay. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Are you saying such a man? It means that in that moment, he wasn't even interested about the fact that God is angry with him. That would tell you that for a long time, he has not been depending on God to live and to rule. He had become used. Of course, the anointing must have, must have still been there. The anointing upon him, he would have been, must have been using it, enjoying it. But God, he wasn't depending on the strength of God anymore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So David, all I was just trying to say is that David, in all the wars he fought... It wasn't just war by himself. It was actually he fought by strength. To to take Zion was not a small thing. To deal with the Jebusites, praise God, and all the ites that if they fought, Amen. And he did that. But when he got to that point, God knew that you are a man of my strength. But now, strength must now also exchange this strength. 
must give birth to another strength. This strength, your strength was able to fight the war and then is able to create, bring about the, the pave the way and create the way for the house to be built. But in order for, to produce the strength, the strength that will build the house must be your offspring. Are you getting my, 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 my point? That's what this place is just trying to say. They're trying to tell you. So David has said, I will build the house and all that. But mm-hmm. God said, no, it's your children. Mm-hmm. It's, it is your fruit. It's the fruit of your womb. Of the, sorry, of your body. The fruit of your what? Body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Of the fruit of your body. Verse 11 says, The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, that he will not turn from it, but of the fruit of thy body will I what? Will I set upon thy throne? And if thy children will keep thy co- my covenant and my testimony, that I shall teach them, their children shall also sit upon what? Thy throne forevermore. That word, children, record of children and then children, children. Those are actually generations of strength. We've spoken about children. He's talking about offspring. Amen. So when you are reading this thing, don't just think physically alone. You are you're talking about generations of David. Mm. That David has generations. Mm. Are you seeing that? David has what? Generation. generation. Each new generation is, the, is an evolution of, of a strength level. So you ask about that Solomon was operating at a higher strong level, strength level than David. Yes. Although, of course, he went, he veered off at some point, but I'm telling you, in terms of his own strength level, was a different kind. The one that builds the house is different from the one who fought the battle for the house to be built. So it means that David went from strength to what? To strength. From strength to, to strength. That's how we are supposed to go from strength to what? To strength. You will not have the strength of the holy place if you don't already have, first have the strength of the courts of God. There's the strength of the courts of God. It's a realm of strength. It's a realm that you master. You master strength in that area. You can't have strength of sanctification if you've not mastered strength of separation. There's what you call scent of strength coming out from among them, being separate. There is a strength that is in that area that your soul must master. How to keep separation is not something you just do. If you do it by your strength, by the time maybe it's the time to now be entering the holy place, you know, it's called that one day they will go and find you in one person's backyard somewhere or doing what you are maybe playing chess. <laughs> Do 
Maybe not chess, draft. You know, the draft is the one they always play on that tree with beer. Amen. We do go and send some people to come and carry you and bring you back. Ah. Well, maybe you, you, you somehow by somehow by your strength you manage to get there and you look like everybody else. <laughs> what? But <laughs> well, that realm, the realm will try you. Men who come there, there's a way you must have. Not, you know, I described at the beginning the attitude that gets you there. If you're able to maybe by true one crooked means get there without that attitude, where your strength in the natural switches into an inward strength that produces the attitude of thanksgiving and praise, which by which you enter the courts. Let's say you arrive there wrongly, you didn't undergo the exchange of strength. Means you'll be in a place where you don't have the strength, inbuilt strength level. You've not inherited the strength for that realm. You can't abide in those places. You must acquire and must have the strength for realms in the spirit. Realms of sanctification. So, so, coming, so it means that somebody, when someone can read, come out from among them and be separate. And then with his own strength, begin to, okay, I will cut out my friends. I will, I will go away. I won't talk to anybody else from my, you know. And then I'll just now hang around with people. Are those things bad? That's not, it's not bad in themselves. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that there's a way someone can do that. But the, they didn't do it through the pro- process of exchange of strength. Mm-hmm. They are doing it with their own strength. Yes. They, did not, they did not follow revelation. When others are doing revelation way, staying in the world, Says who the, who's the light is in the law of the Lord. In his law, does he meditate? That's the word, that's what generates the strength. Praise God. But if you are not you know, someone cannot go secretly, you're not doing that thing. But outwardly you are just following everybody. Okay. This what we are in this realm now. We are all here. Amen. Praise God. You are doing what everybody is doing in the outwardly, but you are not of on undergoing, you're not faithful. To the, to the true process where the real strength for those things is generated from. Mm. Praise God. It means you will not have the flow of grace ah. that entrenches you, makes you inherit position in the spirit. Is this making sense? Does it make sense? So, what I'm just trying to just show us today is that you see all these talks about priestly life, building God's house, separation that they are talking to us about. There's a way you can do it, you're not, but you, you don't know the way. You don't really, you've not mastered the process. You bypass the process of, of, of accessing the spiritual strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. By which you attain such things. You should be learned master the receiving of strength. Master the receiving. Learn how to how to gain strength from the spirit. 
Learn how to lean on the spirit. That is the attitude of waiting. It's an attitude of the heart. Constant. Every day. Like I said, not once a day. Constantly. Constant. Just learn how to be. Constantly leaning on the strength of the spirit. Leaning on the strength of the spirit. Amen. Allow, allow, open your heart to revelation. Let God reveal things to you. Give space for, give space for a spiritual interjection into your affairs. No matter how little the thing is, just learn to subject it to the, amen. amen. Learn how to wait for movement, flow. Let things move. Amen. 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 And these things are very practical. Very, very practical. Very practical. Sometimes we don't experience it because we don't wait. In other words, we don't have, we don't give space for it. Amen. You know, you want to say, God, I'm praying for you. Come and help me release your grace into my life. Um, I want to follow you. You pray and pray and then. It's another thing to really, really believe what you just prayed. And then start living in such a way. And start expecting that grace to come. For everything. Start expecting that there can be flow here. That you know, in this life I'm living, there's actually a way that Holy Ghost can become involved. That I can begin to do things by the Spirit. I can begin to sense the Spirit of God moving in certain areas. Amen. And God never fails. Never. In fact, this is, the, this is what he has been waiting for you to do. He is more than willing to, be, to take you and begin to what, change your way, how, how you go about things, make you spiritual, make you dependent on the, on the Spirit, make you dependent on Him. They want to fashion you into a grace vessel, into a, into a true spiritual vessel. There are many things that you are used to doing for yourself. Holy Ghost wants to now be doing them for you. Amen. Amen. What for the key to strength? What I say, waiting. What is part of waiting is, Amen. Someone, but whose delight is in the law? How does does he meditate a little and go away? His delight is in the law of the Lord. It means that he waits on that law till the lights open. He, in his delight is in the law. And then in that, because his delight is in the law, he knows his delight is there. Because of that, in that law does he meditate day and night. Anybody who hasn't learned meditating like that, you will never access strength. You will not. You won't be able to. You won't be, you won't be able to, for, to flow in God's strength. You must have learned how to. That realm of where strength comes from, you must be familiar with it. You see that in his law does he meditate day and night? In that place of meditation, that's where, that is where the alternate strength flows from into your life. Amen. Amen. I don't know if everybody got what I'm trying to say. By God's grace, I'm just trying to impart something. Something is very practical tonight, what the Lord just
Amen. I'm talking about building God's house. Sometimes it can be, you know, but theoretical and all. But and it's not. It's, but um, the, today the Lord wants to just show us a door. There's an access into these things. Amen. There's an access. Amen. He says, in the law does he meditate, whose delight is in the law. Like I said, when joy comes, a sense that strength is coming actually manifests in some kind of delight. In some kind of delight. It's joy. But I feel like there is delight and then there is joy. Praise God. Maybe maybe delight is the is the initial entrance of the when the word opens up to bring the grace. Maybe it brings a note of delight. Then when that grace is followed and obeyed and it yields fruit, that's when you really bring you come into the harvest of joy. Praise God. But I have a sense of that thing called delight. It's talking about the experience inside the heart that meditating on the word day and night does. It will open up things to you. Praise the Lord. The most practical things of life. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? And am I saying that you want to go and maybe the decisions we make? You want to buy something? I'm talking of the kind of thing that people preach that you go and pray about that thing and wait until God speaks to you about it. There's that one. That's what I'm talking about. Do you get my point? You want to buy a car. I say, am I not sure? Should I buy this car? You go and pray about the car. Should I buy a car? And then you wait and then God will talk, okay, you now have, have a peace about it. Now go and buy that car. I'm not talking of that. There's that too. We should also, if you are led, be doing that too. You want to need confirmation about something. That's also, I'm not talking about that one. Yeah. What, what, do you call it? what do you call it? Way. Praise God. This one is talking about way. It's talking about where you are staying. You just, you stay there. Praise God. You, you stay there. You meditate day and night. Praise God. You st- meditate what day and night. When you are meditating there, what you actually do, you are submitting. When you stay in meditation, this, meditation does something remarkable to the person. When you are you stay on, so you are meditating. You are meditating on on the word. What you are doing is that you are you are actually submitting because meditation. You do instead of going to do things, you you, you sit down instead, and you are sowing. Meditation means sowing your time into the invisible. You are sowing your time, your energy, your attention, sowing your attention. Amen. Where you sow your attention matters. Praise God. He said, if you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh, what? Reap corruption. What, what do you really sow to the flesh? It's your attention. That's the real thing you sow. Not even your money. That's not the real thing that the man has to sow. The primary thing you, are, you have to sow is your attention, your heart. If you sow it to the flesh, you reap corruption. But if you sow it to what? To the spirit, you will offer the spirit reap life. We are not reaping life sometimes because we are not sowing to the spirit. When you are, when you are sowing significantly to the spirit, you know sometimes we don't. We, want, we also want it to be automatic, so we tried. I meditated yesterday, nothing happened. I meditated. I tried last week, but it wasn't really working. 
That's, we are not talking about that. The saying in his law does he meditate. That is continuously. We're not talking about is he working? That's not the forget about is he working or is not working. We are saying that just stay there and live there. Forget about anything. Just live settle. They that wait upon the Lord. Are you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. They that do what? That wait upon the Lord. You now discover that from that place, all answers to all kinds of things will begin to flow into your life. Grace. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 If you are doing anything and you begin to feel tired or, tired or weary, maybe anything has to do with God, it could even be your service. It will be natural service. Praise God. How many of you know that ministering is a natural service? Even though it's a, it a natural service, it's a natural service for spiritual purpose. But ministry, a natural service. Music ministry, singing, praying. If you're in prayer department, if you're in technical department, Amen. Whatever thing you are doing, praise God, even in your natural job. Amen. Mm-hmm. All of those things, anything that your soul does, God does, there's nothing God wants you to just be doing by yourself. Say, well, Satan wants you to do it by yourself. But God doesn't want that. God wants you to always be finding strength. Be able to use strength. Because when God's strength is involved, it ensures that worship is part, or worship is the center of whatever activity you are engaged in. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Who bless and I? Thank you. Let's just begin to thank God. Do we have any questions? Anybody have a question about anything? Nobody. Okay. Let's let's thank God for let's thank God for His word for speaking to us. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, speaking to us, for ministering to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you because it is your will that we enjoy your provisions of strength. Thank you because Jesus died for these things. He he gave himself for us so that we won't um, only be left to our devices, but so that we can connect your own provision. Thank you, our Father. These are things which you have reserved. See, there remained a rest for us. Father, I pray you will begin to help us to find help. In the Amen. name of Jesus, Amen. Father, we are asking to come and begin to train us and teach us and solidify our feet, Lord, in the arena of your strength. Teach us how to wait upon you. Amen. I pray, O oh God, that our youth will find strength. Amen. Amen. And that our youth will become renewed, Father. We will become Amen. strong in you. Thank you, our God. I ask for pray for everybody tonight, everyone here, everyone on the sound of my voice. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that the grace which this message is carrying to deliver to your hearts of your people. I pray that your Holy Spirit, you will begin to deliver these graces. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I ask as many of us who are trusting you to begin to 
take giant strides into exchange of strength and to begin to walk in your strength. I ask that you will grant that to us Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You